This is the Hello World Podcast, where we talk about habits of success, habits of excellence, entrepreneurship, leadership, learning and development, and outlook that will help us succeed through life. This is Louis Banta, CEO and Chief Trainer of Learning Just Made Better or LJMB. This COVID crisis is a whole new level of intertwined, complicated, unprecedented. We've passed the test of resiliency. We would say that Filipinos in general are very resilient. Indeed, resiliency is the ability to absorb the impact of the crisis and to bounce back even stronger, better, faster, wiser. 100 that we just can't stop. Works love may visit organizations across nine countries and four continents. The blended learning team engagement and our podcast to be called Hello World. To talk about habits of excellence, hustling in this VUCA world, entrepreneurship, lessons in running and managing a business, leading people, creating that vision, communicating effectively have that right attitude, right mindset, the right outlook, no matter what happens around us in life. Great work. Questions. Our company was by four letters. I founded it in 1996, 15 years in the business of providing training. And I have to qualify in-person, on-site training. That's the way training has usually been defined, especially in the Philippines. And while e-learning has been there for the longest time, it is only now during this uh, eight, nine-week lockdown that people are re-transitioning to digital and online platforms. And I'll say more about that because our story of resiliency in LJMB is all about that shift from in-person and then all of our engagements pushed back indefinitely in short, zero revenue for us March, April, May. So how did we also pass the test of resiliency? Louis Banta at your service, not Ogi Alcacid, for those who find the resemblance. Numbers that represent my professional experience are on the slide. I've also gone around, trained in four continents. Just continue to follow us even after this webinar because we post our free webinars, other topics in our LJMB YouTube uh, page. I'll go back to this in a while because this is part of our resiliency story. And I'm not coming here today to teach you concepts and theories on resiliency, but also as somebody who's been tested by this COVID crisis in the past eight weeks. So after the lockdown, we were all scrambling to do work from home. And I'm sure that even if you had done work from home before, it's not as extensive as five days and eight hours a week. In fact, I'm looking at the questions sent by some of our participants. There's a question here on how do you redefine work-life integration during a full work from home arrangement? Tells us that people are still adapting and may still be struggling in this uh, work from home setup and it's real the pressures are real we thought we'd had better work-life balance right but who actually ended up 
giving or rendering longer hours during this lockdown, right? And you know what? They say that it's because of our daily travel time. We lost the commute. We lost the drive, the, the travel to the office. Because that one hour or sometimes even more, especially in my case, that more than one hour travel time going to and leaving work serves as our demarcation between life and work and work and life. Now we lost that. You're still on your laptops until before dinner time. Yes, you needed to be called, correct? Eh? And even on weekends because there's nothing to do, we lost our routines. You just open and just end up working. I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, Leah asked how uh, long do I work? I work until midnight or past midnight because we need to, of course, create courses. The first set of courses I created, you can see on the screen. April 1, 2, 3, even having participants from Japan, Italy, and UAE, and North America attending our first webinars. And, you know, I realized I was so down at uh, that point in March because all of our engagements, no? Wala nga kaming benta. Zero revenue kami, no? As projected. But this gave me hope that I am indeed able to reach to a bigger audience. Now, people ask several questions. What about this topic? You also need this. This now gave birth to a longer list of courses, webinars, that people find very useful. The first two topics for a general audience, for the rest of the population, everybody, my dear friends, is struggling with something right now. It may be financial. You know, you've heard of layoffs. You've heard of people who are on no work, no pay mode. We had a relative who was subjected to such. Or emotional struggles because uh, some people are affected by this lockdown, getting stuck at home. Some are really juggling with the pressures of work. And you may also relate to this one. What about back to back to back to back to back to back call? Seems that people not seeing people on site, we don't have that physical presence. You know, in the office, I've been to the Mint office, it's a big collaborative space. You just look meters away, you see that a person is busy, and then you think twice, and then you just time your approach. Now, because we don't see people, we just send meeting invites one after the other. And for managers and leaders, we offer this. And we thought of offering these courses to our loyal clients. We have a staple of around 50 loyal clients. And thank you again, Mint, for one of those organizations who allowed us to offer you this free webinar. So this is already outdated because this is as of May 22. Now, entering this week, we might break a 90 tomorrow. All webinars conducted by me, and it has already been converted to paid webinars. Some companies who obey the free sessions, of course, it's a mission for us. We don't expect anything in return. But others said we want other topics, and thank you, has provided decent revenue to our team without the, uh, the hassle of traveling and you know, having props in the room. Learning has really been revolutionized by this COVID. So thank you. Some lessons to also learn as we go through Resiliency 2.0. Why Resiliency 2.0? Because Resiliency 1.0 is the usual challenge that we've had before. We've passed the test of resiliency. We would say that Filipinos in general are very resilient because we just opened the year 2020 with the Taal volcano eruption. You remember that. It paralyzed our working days for several days here in NCR and South Luzon. And then you remember what? 
uh, seven years ago, 2013, Typhoon Yolanda. I know that name. People read it a lot because it we remember uh, memories of the destruction in our uh, uh, cities in uh, Visayas area. And then, of course, 2011, we still remember the Japan earthquake accompanied by a tsunami. And a lot of communities got flooded and got destroyed. But, you know, communities bounce back and they rebuild. But there's really something about this COVID crisis. This COVID crisis is a whole new level of intertwined, complicated, unprecedented. It's a health crisis. It's an economic crisis, as you can see. Lots of businesses closed. That's why people, businesses, politicians are dying to declare a GCQ so that we can resume economic activity. I know that there's a safety concern there. That's why I started with the health crisis. We have not yet flattened the curve in the Philippines yet. Societal, mm, it has disrupted us. Our weekday routines, our weekend routines with our family, worship, special interests. We would have loved to be by the beach the past hot weeks in May. So if you can relate, it was very hot, 40 degrees. Who could relate? We would have wanted to be by the beach in May. Yes, thank you, COVID. Once in a century crisis. And I'd like to see it a different way. I'm seeing a lot of lessons here with this imminent restructuring, an inevitable restructuring. Life will change as we are seeing it already. Maybe it will be, if we're not conscious of it in May, when the lockdown was announced because we were on shock mode yet, but McKinsey would say it really will change the way we do things. New normal is now a cliche. And there's another phrase, there's a never normal until the vaccine is developed and distributed and we have it in our bodies, we can go out safe. We really need to be cautious and there are a lot of things that will be part of our uh, life, social and physical distancing, no more meetings unless it's required. Even when you report to the office, meetings will be discouraged. So you can imagine you're on site, but you're communicating through online because we want to reduce the risk of exposure of people. That health concern is really at the center of all of the changes that's happening. And it has already disrupted people. It has led to a lot of uncertainty. Lots of questions that uh, people want to answer. The most common, most popular question is, when will we ever go back to normal? And I've just mentioned, we're not going back to pre-COVID normal days. It's a different kind of normal. Now you put anxiety, uh, uncertainty and fear. You don't have the answers to your questions. And then you put in the element of fear. What do you have? You have anxiety, worries sleepless nights it's difficult to sleep i'm an entrepreneur with 17 employees 17 livelihoods dependent on our ability to do in-person training and for the past five years we've been growing business is not a problem and uh, we actually hired a lot of people in the process we have a fully booked schedule in march april may even all the way to q3 all gone all wiped out i can relate to what I developed here, been anxious, been there, negativity is there, hot tempered in meetings, and I'll say sorry to my team if at times the pressure gets to me. But as we always say, and this image is perfect for saying that was very, very popular. We even say it. Please complete it. Anybody, please unmute and complete it. What does it kill you? Come on, 
Give me some participation here. Makes you stronger. Very applicable to COVID, literally and symbolically. Because COVID will really kill you. It's not a different kind of challenge which is psychic or psychological. Talagang pag tinamaan ka ng COVID, it's, you've, you've seen videos of people who survived in COVID or from COVID. So we just need to outlast COVID. And we may not get sick, but you know, mental wellness, mental health is indeed a concern. They say that it's in fact the second pandemic. When people, when our leaders are not able to manage this well, and so if we're not able to manage our personal concerns as well, it may lead to the mental health as the next pandemic. So just to quickly run by our story, because I'll refer to this as we go along, I'll use ourselves as an example, and I believe you will relate this to your specific struggles. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what your pain points are. Some and simple lang, January 23, I was following the news. And the spread of infections in Asia is that fast. It has not gone to the Philippines yet. So I withdrew from my February workshops in Sri Lanka and Hong Kong. Being anticipating what will happen, I don't want to risk it. And part of resiliency is also able to see the future and acting with sense of urgency. Now on March 7, you are based in BGC, right? There's this news on March 7, that's a Saturday, that an employee in BGC, I won't mention the name of the company and the building, is infected with the virus. And all of a sudden, companies in BGC wanted to do work from home the following week. It also was accompanied by a rise in infections in Metro Manila. Next week, the following week, postponements of all of our training sessions, a big economic impact on my team and everybody stressed and more so the business owner. That's me, so stressed. To compound matters, on Wednesday, we had a COVID scare. Somebody called in sick. Can you imagine? Sir, I can't go. I have fever. This person was just with us yesterday or the previous day. So thinking it was COVID, mas nauna kami nagpa-work from home. Right? So we told people, don't go to the office. We'll have it disinfected. And we asked people to work from home. We did not know what the guidelines were. So we were scrambling on what to do. It was a crazy week. We were three days ahead of all other companies in work from home. So we chose Google Meet Hangouts as our favorite go-to video conferencing. We established a routine. It was getting more stable the following week. But then another test of resiliency on my end is that I had to decide on cost reduction. And lots of companies are doing their uh, own. So please feel fortunate if you are with a company that's still able to provide five days of pay. Please appreciate your, your organization. Please say thank you to your management and to your peers as well. On March 24, have to announce what we need to do. And by April 1, everybody is now on reduced working days. Just want to use this as an example. I'm not here to preach something theoretical. I'm here to also share with you things that I repeat to myself every day. And yes, indeed, resiliency is the ability to absorb the impact of the crisis and to bounce back even stronger, better, faster, wiser. So as I appeal to each one of you, I don't know you personally how are you planning to, how are you preparing to bounce back after all of this? Or let's not wait until the new normal uh, gets to us. How are you bouncing back every day and every week? 
you know, people may just smile. And this is my realization, talking to a lot of people in my webinars, them sending me private messages, me talking to members of my team. They may smile on a video call. They may post smiling photos on social media. But indeed, people are struggling with something, worried about something, feeling stuck, feeling their careers are stagnating, feeling that they can't enjoy, they can't travel. Of course, the younger generation would love to travel. We're missing all of that. We're saying goodbye to that, at least for 2020 and 2021, if you're reading the news. So whatever is it that is your pain point right now, how do you intend to bounce back day after day and week after week? So keywords here that are about resiliency, I focused on outlasting the virus. That's the first one. We just need to really withstand this challenge. This COVID crisis will not be forever. It will have to stop somewhere sometime. Vaccine and cure is developed. They say it's 18 months, and there is promise that it can be done sooner than that. But 18 months is a long time, considering that they've only been in this lockdown for two and a half uh, months. Noticing our own thoughts, I will end this segment by giving you seven ways to frame this crisis. Very useful. A lot of people find that as a blockbuster uh, lesson. And adapting, being able to adapt, being able to stretch our comfort zone. But flexibility is the name of the game. And while we have been in organizations saying we are transforming and therefore we require people to transform as well, this COVID crisis is really a whole new level. So let's start strengthening our ability to adapt by talking about the three characteristics of resilient people. Just like the three on the image there, will you break or will you bend? Which one will you be? Let's show an overview of these three characteristics. Number one is quickly facing and accepting reality. That's the first step. Second is making meaning of hardship. And number three is improvising solutions. This is good because it's also sequential, right? As early as the lockdown was uh, announced and when you were having your initial struggles with whatever, work from home or uh, worries or anxieties in April, number one, we should have ticked off number one already. We should have embraced the fact that oops, this is going to be it. And while a lot of companies and a lot of employees were waiting for the lockdown to be lifted on April 13, I tell you, a lot of my clients who are not moving, Louis, let's wait. Let's see what will happen. This will be lifted April 13. Okay. Na. And then it did not happen. Got moved uh, twice. We should have really accepted the reality that there's a new normal out there instead of Blind optimism. You know, that's the opposite of resiliency. Optimism. And I know that some of you are thinking, what's wrong with optimism? Diba tayo mga Pinoy, we would always say, we would like to be positive thinkers, right? But here's the thing. Two people going out there, one person sees dark clouds ahead and would say, Dala tayong pre. let's bring a rain gear because it might rain. The other person will say, ang mega mo naman, right? mega positive thinking tayo. It will not happen. That's the thing about resiliency. The resilient people are prepared because they quickly acknowledge reality. So letting go, quickly letting go of whatever you're holding on to and quickly accepting what's in front of you so you can solve it is the first step to being resilient. 
So when people were saying at the early part of this lockdown, di yan, sandali lang yan. Okay? Just be positive. Positivity is one thing. And I'd like to be optimistic, but I have to balance that with numbers, with facts. And just as a word of caution, even if we're going to GCQ, as the Metro Manila mayors are announcing, please do exercise the highest level of caution. Because you don't know out there, people are asymptomatic, people may have the virus. I'm not scaring people. My goal is to help you prepare, accept reality, and prepare. Because the problem with optimism is that DDD, 3D, distort sense of reality, you will deny problems and delay necessary action. I'm looking at the time, I still have half an hour here. Just the last point here Vietnam and South Korea were countries which have been heralded as having great response to COVID early on. Look at Vietnam, as early as January, accepting that reality, it might hit us badly. They're beside China, even controlled the borders, even had their own quarantines as early as January. We're not doing anything then. Anyway, that's part of the past. Let's bring the lessons to be resilient. What's ahead of you? What are you able to anticipate? Accept that. Embrace that and make meaning of uh, hardship. Of course, I am showing those logos there. These are companies on an organizational scale that new technology is already coming in and they're still not able to adapt and they still resisted it. Number two is making meaning of hardship. Okay. Ayan na, tinanggap mo na yung realidad. No? You're looking at what's in front of you. But 10 people looking at this COVID crisis will have their own different interpretation. In psychology, lots of you in HR with a background in psychology, we always say that, paraphrasing Victor Franco, if your why is clear, then you can deal with any how. Why, W-H-Y. When your why is clear, when your meaning is clear, you can deal with any how, you can solve any problem. So I know that one way or another, you've asked this question. If you haven't, please ask this question. Anytime you're struggling, anytime you're overwhelmed, tanungin tong tanong na to. What is the meaning of all of this to me? What is the purpose of this COVID crisis for me? What is in store for me here? What is this? If COVID is a person, what is COVID telling me as a key message or a key lesson? And it can be different from one person to another. No copying, no comparing. It would tell you, you should have saved more money. You should have invested in savings or have more investments before. You could have told you as a company, you could have acted faster. The lesson that I get is, uh, oh, I could have invested on e-learning or digital learning as early as, what, five years ago, three years ago. I've been hearing about that, no? but we've been denying it because okay naman ang business namin sa in-person. Or maybe you should have deepened your skill set. Maybe people who have been affected by layoffs, so if it's performance basis, this could be the reflection. Or maybe you could try this work from home setup. Yes, and this is the world's biggest work from home setup. So they're saying don't blow this up because this will uh, lead to companies becoming more accepting of uh, work from home as part of the new normal. You have heard that more than about 15 tech companies, not just tech, but companies in, the, in North America are saying that a certain percentage of their workforce can now work from home. And for those work on roads that can be done from home. 
people are companies are now hiring positions that are really part of their contract this is a work from home post or role and i've talked to leaders here in the philippines they're also drafting revisiting their policies for work from home because we're proving that it's uh, it's productive it's uh, beneficial for some people let me hear the likers and haters of the work from home set up here okay? let me hear the likers first does the work from home setup work for you? You're actually more productive. Of course, longer hours, but you're actually more productive and you appreciate the benefits. So here now, acknowledge the people who are saying uh, work from home is not for me and I still want to report to the office, to use the facilities there and really make sure that I get the focus that I need. Distractions and interruptions, the, the barking yeah. dogs, yes? Growing roosters, the construction. No? We have work around Stamanjan, but of course, sometimes it gets to you if you're the meeting presider, you get frustrated. Especially if you're the one presiding and you people have to log in and log out. Mostly, ako ng lugar daw para walang distraction at around like that. Just to share with you, as part of this crisis leadership adjustment to leadership, what I do is this is to emphasize compassion and understanding. Now, I. In one call, I got so frustrated because people log in and log out. No, ito pa pet peeve ko. If I may just speak in Tagalog, let me know if somebody here doesn't understand Tagalog. Yung electric pan, yung electric pan na nakatapat sa microphone. Yan ang super effective ko. So sometimes I say something in meetings, no, and then just realizing what I did, I just said sorry. I blew my top there really high pressure. So, dapat mag-intindihan na lang tayo because these tech things no, and this adjustment is uh, ongoing. So, you can go through the bullets here and just pick, shop, what's the meaning that this crisis is telling you? What's COVID's personalized message for you here? Uh, since I'm getting more participation, may I have more participation, please? Can I have one or two people just pick from this list? Ano kaya ang biggest lesson ni COVID sa'yo? If COVID is a person telling you something, which one is for you? Let's see if you have two courageous people. Otherwise, I'll proceed. You have seven here. Please chat with me. Which one do you like most? Chat with me the three numbers that you like most. Give me one, five, seven. Give me two, three, four. What do you have? We're not forced to choose just three. Remember, you have seven. What about one per day? Diba? Sunday, God-given test. Number two, learning. Number Tuesday, game ka. Tapos Wednesday, gratitude ka. You can actually implement one per day. And I can see more here. The last person who chatted with this, Melissa. Anong kay Melissa? Be thankful. Always say that God is just testing us and we need to pass this one. And you know, maybe hero for your family or hero for your teams or hero for somebody else. Wow. Just hang on there while I will still address some questions here that may not be part of the topic. I still have uh, how many? Uh, two minutes. Uh, hang on there and keep making progress. That's the thing. Just keep making progress. And that after this, when this is all over, I hope that you are a better professional Better, what? Better person as well. Kinder, what? More compassionate, faster in what you're doing. You're wiser. And yes, you can embrace the new normal with the open arms. This is Louis Banta. Thank you for listening to one of my video lectures. We'll upload more of these every week. 
So please follow us at Spotify.